This is Wiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine. Oh, yeah. This is Wiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Wiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Don, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Knocked Up Wiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Cheers! Hi, this is Wiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie, on Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Wiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wiffers. Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song. But mostly wine and writing, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's song and everybody pays. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. Tonight's show is all about dealing with non-writers. Oh yeah. Friends, family, co-workers, in other words, the normal people. <laughs> right. The people who think it's weird to have like voices in your head. What's wrong with that? Girls in the basement, boys right. in the attic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's all later in the podcast. Wine comes first. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking a 2006 Veramonte Sauvignon Blanc from Chile. Ooh. I love Chilean wines. Mm-hmm. I just, I really do. I love them. Uh, the wine notes on this are good clarity with light straw color fresh stone fruit not being specific okay not peach that's okay as long as it's not just stones it's a stone fruit Mm -hmm. exactly as long as it's not just stones (laughs) it's a stone fruit we've had those before we've had the stones could be a plum could be a peach we really don't know we're Mm. not being specific uh citrus and herbs also not specific right (laughs) exactly they just really they're very non-committal these people they're like you know something in like the orange family yeah because you know all the chilean people have that new york accent Mm -hmm. You know, something like the, you know. That's right. Okay, zesty, medium body with flavors, citrus, melon, and herb flavors. Oh, I can't think I copy-pasted that wrong. <laughs> Either that or somebody's having trouble translating from Spanish. Uh, melon and herb flavors that linger on the palate. Mm. And there's actually a website in there. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. Were you very excited? Yay. Did your little heart go pitter-pat? Yes, because it I did. Because I know that that means a lot to you. It does. Um, all right, so it's 13.5% alcohol. It's mm-hmm. $9.99 a bottle so you know it slides right in under my um (laughs) under my budget i had a whole penny to spare i felt crazy wild all right so um you know i really like it this is a very dry sauvignon blanc although but i really do like my my whites a little more on the Mm -hmm. dry side so um it's really good it's very crisp it's a fabulous wine for a warm summer evening oh nice um which well you know today it's wet it's still pretty cold (laughs) but using my imagination I think it'd be perfect. <laughs> Just turn the heat up. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm going to give it a Will Write for Wine rating of four and a half glasses. And you know nice. what's funny? Every week, even mm-hmm. though I know that our rating is glasses and not stars, uh-huh. I always write 4.5 stars. You do. And half the time, I say 4.5 stars. And I'm pretty sure every we week work. I turn we it in glasses. I change it back, too. Not in mine. You oh, have I me don't? screwed up every oh. week. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. At least not. I mean, oh, the, you might have changed own. it and I didn't notice. 
totally my fault. But I look at it, I'm like, 4.5 stars. You know, I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's four and a half glasses. It's really fabulous. So what are you drinking? <laughs> Let's just move on past my incompetence and go straight to you and your wine. Tonight, I am also having a Chilean wine. I love those people. Yes, yes. Them and the Australians. I'm sorry, but they make the best wines. <laughs> Hands down. A 2004 Finca mm -hmm. del Cactus Carmenere wine. Ooh. A Car mm -hmm. Carmenere, which is the kind of wine, like a Pinot Noir or, you know, Chardonnay. Okay, so wait, the kind, it's like, it's the grape. Carmenere right, is the grape? Right, okay. right, Um They say it I'm is... I'm easily confused, <laughs> so you have to walk me through this. <laughs> well, I figured I would add a little more in here and do a little more yeah. research on it now that we've got these cards that we're, we're going to have now to go through. Now that we've got to learn, because you never know, Carmenere <sighs> could be on your grape card tonight, in which I know. case you would just be totally... <laughs> Totally in. So this is a red. The Carmenere is a red, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and it cool. is similar to Merlot in mouthfeel mm -hmm. and flavor, but it has a more velvety texture, earthy qualities, and a note of spice. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And according to mywinesdrug.com, this mm -hmm. wine shows notes of blackberry, loganberry, and blueberry aromas. So we're very See, specific. See, those Chileans don't mind being specific, Very right? specific, yes. It's my Chileans that are all shifty with like, oh, it could be lemon, it could be orange. We really don't Whatever know. We've we don't got. want to commit. <laughs> I have the commitment phobic wine tonight. All right, go ahead. It's full-bodied with firm, uh -huh. smooth tannins mm -hmm. and a smooth mouthfeel. How very nice. Uh, it's got 13% alcohol, and it okay. is $15.99 a bottle. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really like it. It has a okay. very distinctive taste. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I've ever had this wine before. Right. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, me mm -hmm. neither. So um, that's why I did the research on it. I'm going to start right. researching every Just single one of them now. Case. Just in case. Because I don't want right. to do the verbal sobriety the verbal test. Sobriety I can't test. do it now. I can't do it sober. <laughs> Once I've had a little bit of wine, just forget it. I know. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I would I would say it's it's a very earthy taste and it's smooth, so I mm -hmm. like it a lot. Mm -hmm. But it won't. Um, it's it's also very strong. It's uh -huh. a very strong, mm -hmm. distinctive taste. If you don't like it, you won't like the wine. All right. So for mm -hmm. that reason, I'll give it a four glasses. Oh, well, you know, I like yeah. spicy reds. Yeah, yeah. I like spicy reds and, and I like dry whites. And yeah. it has mm -hmm. a screw top cap. <gasps> so does mine. What? The Chileans Ooh, are rocking it out. I forgot to mention the cool. screw top cap. But yeah, they're really, they are, I just, I, I have a thing for You know Chileans, what? I have to I'm say, I love the screw top cap. I do too. Those, you know, as and let's go back to the beginning of the podcast. Where I was like, eh, <laughs> screw top caps. Oh my God. Those are so lame, you know, because I was so into the cork. But you know what? After you drink wine, you know, for a year, every week, trying to get the damn cork out and then mm -hmm. trying to get it back in. You know, and then I have to drink the whole bottle because I can't get the cork back in. It becomes so inconvenient. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the reason I hate, why I drank yeah. the whole bottle. I hate that's, when that happens. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> but All anyway. right. Mm -hmm. Well, now we've gotten that taken care of. We're adding a new segment to our A block. <laughs> yes, it's the wine card <laughs> challenge. As you know, the lovely Melissa DK. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa gave us wine trivia cards when we met her in New York City. So mm -hmm. now we're going to do the wine card challenge. Yes, and now you're all going to find out exactly how little we know about wine. Yes, up until now we've hit it so well. <laughs> we have. <laughs> 
Anyway, to sweeten the pot a bit, a little humiliation. Uh-huh. Whoever misses her question in the wine card challenge in the A block has to do the verbal sobriety test provided with love by our very own whiffers mm-hmm. in the E block. In the E block. <laughs> After everything's done. Oh, Usually yeah. Usually the E block, we can just kind of zip through and mm-hmm. we're okay, but no. Oh, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Although, really, we have nobody to blame but me because this was my idea. <laughs> this was all your idea. Surprise, surprise, your idea. So, uh, yeah, so we'll both be humiliating ourselves in the e-block. All right. Okay. Where's your sense of adventure? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Hit me. Okay. Hit me. All right. Yours is a vocabulary question. Yes. What is a languiduck? A languiduck. (laughs) I'll even spell it for you. L-A-N-G. Yeah, I know how it's spelled. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you do? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I, honestly, I've asked myself that question before. When okay. We're doing the show. <laughs> We'd be reading it like Languedoc. Like, what the hell is a language? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Spell it for the whiffers. Okay. L A N G U E D O C. Okay. It is. Is it either a a grape often used in the L O I R E Valley? How do you say that? L O I R E Loire. Loire. There we go. I don't know. Ask Ambrose. No, Ambrose is our French guy. Yeah. That sounds right. I don't do French very well. B, <laughs> a region in southern France. C, a French table wine. Or D, a second growth chateau in Bordeaux. A, a, what? A second growth chateau, chateau in Bordeaux. Okay. Bordeaux, I know, is a region of France. Mm-hmm. Right? A second growth... Now, is, it, is chateau... Okay, now... Correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. but isn't Chateau a house? Well, or it's like a... C-H-A-T-E-A-U. Yeah. Chateau. I swear that's a house. Okay. It's like a building, isn't it? How do you second grow a building? I don't know. But, you know, ordinarily, I would say that it's the second growth thing because mm-hmm. that's the most, like, completely out of nowhere kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I have to say... I want to go with B, which is a region in France, but D is really, because D is so bizarre that, I mean, who's going to make that up? Mm. <laughs> a second growth chateau? feels in Bordeaux. Ding, it feels like that almost ding, has to be it. Ding, ding, oh, ding, you wiseass. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with my first instinct, and I will probably have to do a verbal sobriety test, but I'm going with B. B is right. No way. You are so lucky because I had such a hard one for you. You had the most evil one. You had like Karen science stuff for me. (laughs) And and, and it'll be in there next week too. Okay. Just so you know. (laughs) It'll be in there until I read that bastard. That's where it's going to be. All right. The pressure's on. Are you ready? No, wait a minute. It's a region in southern France that's always made a lot of wine, but not necessarily good wine. That's Mm -hmm. changing. (laughs) Not necessarily good. Jeez. That's changing. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. good, but it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grapes made famous in other parts of France, such as Chardonnay or Cabernet Uh Sauvignon, are gaining ground in Languedoc. Well, there we go. And many of the same grapes found in the Rhone, like Grenache Mm -hmm. and something else are also grown there oh how yeah. interesting c-a-r-i-g carig carignan c-a-r-i-g carig oh my god carignan is it with an Maybe. n after it yes because then the g's yeah. doesn't get pronounced and yeah. it's like a nyon see like a bad i don't carignan. do french i can do i can muddle my I way through either. spanish i don't but know where every french now and again i get these little pronunciation cues in my head but i, I well really don't you know, know what you, you got to just take out like every other letter and then it makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. Right. You okay. only pronounce like every third letter. Right. 
And then if you get an E A O U whatever, mm-hmm. then it's just it's none of it's there. Right. All right. All right. So um, and you know what? I think we're extremely educational right now. Uh huh. I I really feel good about the the community value that we bring I'm glad to the table. you do, because my word's up next. Okay, go ahead. Okay, ready? Okay, I'm going to give you a region. Oh, God, geography. Okay, go All ahead. Right. And it's region and geography are different. Mm. Okay. What is the top classification of Burgundy wines? A, Premier Cru. B, Magnifique Cru. C, Grand Cru. D, Cuvée Cru. Which is the top classification of Burgundy wines? God. I've never had any of them, so what does that say about me? Um. (laughs) We can't afford the top classification. I think that's what it says about us. I'm going to go with my first instinct, which is Cuvée Crew. Cuvée Crew. Mm -hmm. All right. You gotta read a verbal surprise. You gotta read a I should enjoy that as much as I do because uh-huh. you know I'm gonna have to read one. Oh yeah. But I just I wanted the whiffers to get at least one. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Grand crew is the mm-hmm. answer. C, oh, grand crew. I almost went with that one. That would have been my right. second choice. Mm-hmm. Right. The grand, you know what? You just got to go with your gut when you, you know, when you have no idea, you just go with whatever your first thing well, is. Well, and actually, I think Kuvi is probably the lowest one. I, I have seen that one. So tell you. Yeah. Um, okay. The grand crew are vineyard sites specified by French law. So this oh. is very, you know, very important. Very official. Yeah. Right. They are supposed to be the very best sites, but that's not a guarantee of a great wine. Hmm. Nobody wants to commit. They're like, wow. not could be good, could be crap. We really don't know. <laughs> also, the Grand Crew, you never know. It's a crapshoot. What can we say? Because people in France also have the New York accent. All right. Um, in order from highest to lowest level in the classification system, they are Grand Crew, then Premier Crew, then Village. Uh-huh. Village. The Village Crew, I guess you would... <laughs> Because it sounds kind of like the village people. You just, your expectations are low instantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, I find that kind of funny. They're like, grand premiere and village. Village. You know, or like, village. Just for, the, for local people. Village. I guess if you're in France, is village. I have no idea. Um, yeah. yeah, I really don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, that was so we've fun. Got, we've got one verbal sobriety <laughs> test coming up at the E Block. Don't miss it, people. Now that we've all learned a little something new about wine, let's move on to... This Week in the Forums! Thanks, Mac. (laughs) This Week on the Forums. I'm still laughing about the wine cards. I'm sorry. Uh, This Week on the Forums, the hot topics were verbal sobriety tests. Mm -hmm. What a coincidence. Um, May voting got us into the top ten again. Thank you, people. Thank you. Um, The forum game, Let's Grow a Story, where everybody adds a sentence, which has really been kind of fun. It has been. It has been. Uh I like that one. I know. Ferret glamour shots, my (laughs) official favorite topic of all time. (laughs) You have to go and see the ferret glamour shots. They're so cute. And word count widgets. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an awesome drink. drink. Uh, Whiffer, welcome to our newfers. Absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. welcome the newfers. Also, Wayne came back and is wearing a gingham dress. <laughs> which, what more could you possibly want out of life? If you want to understand that inside joke, then go hit the forums. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the last we'll ever hear of Wayne. <laughs> I know. He was gone for a long time. We're all like, Wayne, where's Wayne? Yeah, he comes yeah. back. We're like, yay. The next thing we know, he's in a 
gingham dress and wearing oh, yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're spreading, we're spreading it across the internet and stuff. So. We really are. Mm-hmm. We really are. All right. So now it's time for a refill, and we will be back in a minute. Like the last thing we need is more alcohol. We here at Will Write for Wine feel it's important to say that while we totally recommend drinking while podcasting, we do not recommend drinking while driving or drinking while emailing, uh, trust us on that one, or underage drinking, or drinking too much, or for that matter, drinking too little. Yeah, drink just the right amount, like we do, and you'll be happy, like us. So just use common sense, and if you do something really stupid while drinking, like for instance, calling your old boss and telling her she's an idiotic blowhard who couldn't do your job even if she had half a brain, then we just want to make it clear between all parties that it's really not our fault. Welcome back. This is Samantha Graves. And this is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Right for Wine. Yay! Yay! Today's <laughs> question comes from Karen in Connecticut. The question, Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> Have you ever managed to publicly humiliate a family man- member with a writer crazy moment? <laughs> you know what's really funny about this? What? Is that I actually emailed Fish. Uh-huh. Because I was like, babe, you know, I don't remember if I've ever embarrassed you. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know, like, I, I don't, it's so part of who I am. Like, I can't mm-hmm. differentiate regular crazy mm-hmm. from writer crazy. Right. Like, it's all kind of the same to me. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, Fish just kind of deals with it, but I don't know if there's ever anything specifically that I've done. I mean, I actually picked this question this week because we're talking about non-writers and how to deal right. with them and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, um I honestly, I honestly don't know. And he mm. never emailed me back, so I didn't get oh. his perspective on it. Because I was like, you know, have I ever, like, embarrassed you? And usually mm. he's pretty quick to be like, oh, dude, totally. Like, he'll tell you a million <laughs> stories about how, you know. But, you know, the crazy, it's different there. You know, I, I had a lot of crazy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So he sort of knew what he was getting into. And then you add the writer crazy on top. It's like, yeah, you know, what's a little more? So I don't really have a specific story. I'm, I'm very sad. Uh, I was hoping that he'd give me something that I yeah. could be like, oh, yeah, I totally did that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I, I can't recall an episode, but it's because it's me. Right. Right. You know, it's, it all seems normal to me. It all well, makes sense in my head. And it was funny because when I was, when I was, when I read this question and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, of yeah. if I've done it and I'm thinking, no, I haven't done yeah. anything. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What'd you do? Well, we went to Disney World mm-hmm. and I was the one that wanted to go on the Star Wars ride like six times so I could see how it felt to be in a spaceship. Because it was very realistic. It was like one of those, you know, it was like one of those, what do you call them, machines that are up on the robots and it, the whole the right. whole room goes around and stuff. It was really oh, cool. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was me who was saying, let's go uh-huh. on it again. Right. <laughs> the kids are like, mom, no, we want to take a nap. <laughs> and then we went to one of those video, the arcade places uh-huh. that has like uh-huh. a million different kinds of videos. Right. And I did the one with the guns. Yeah. Where you shoot the guys in the buildings and stuff, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. you're like, in, are you shooting all those? And I, I beat my husband's score. <laughs> and he looks at me, and goes, "I thought you didn't like guns." Oh. I'm like, but it's not real. <laughs> and then, of course, my biggest writer crazy moment mm-hmm. is the podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't even notice that. The podcast does. It drives him crazy uh-huh. because every Friday night when he comes home from work, he has to put the kids to bed because yeah. I'm already doing the podcast. He comes in every every week. Every uh-huh. week, it's the same thing. It's always during like the C block. He opens the door 
and I wave my hands at him frantically, like, go away, don't make me redo the C block. It's long. <laughs> and then he has to turn around and go. So, I mean, there's things like, I don't know if I've humiliated him because Not he publicly. Like, get that embarrassed, but he definitely, I irritate him. <laughs> With Privately. lots of writer crazy, yeah, writer crazy, um, but yeah. So I don't really, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, once again, I haven't really answered the question. But thanks for asking, Karen. <laughs> I'll see. I'll let Fish answer it, and then we'll uh, we'll mm-hmm. put it in next week's podcast if he's got anything for me. Right. Uh, to get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums. And we love MP3 questions. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten one of those in a really long time, but we miss yeah. them. They're so much fun. So send those in too. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for Writing Lessons Learned. Uh Every week we'll share what we learned that week about writing. So Lonnie, what did you learn this week? I'll tell you, I learned how incredibly inspiring reading outside of your usual pattern can be. Mm. Um, I mean, I've always known this, but I have this fabulous book that I'm reading. It's called Witches Abroad by Terry Pratchett. And this is my first Terry Pratchett. and uh, I love it. It's just unbelievable. It's full-on satire. It's written by a man. I almost never read books written by men. Pseudo-fantasy, omniscient POV. I mean, it's completely different from mm. what I usually read, which is romance, women's fiction, or the occasional nonfiction book. I mean, I can't read five pages of this without my mind wandering in a thousand different directions of places I could go with a new book. I mean, it's not even places that are similar to where Terry Pratchett goes, because I'm never going to write like Terry Pratchett. I mean, he is, you know, in a class of his own. Mm. Um, but there's something about reading him that kind of really gets those gears moving. I mean, I've been doing so much of the same reading for so long that my mind kind of got creaky, mm. you know, and now I'm reading Pratchett and it's like discovering treasures that have been in the basement all along. I just never saw them there, you know, so I heartily recommend breaking out of your usual reading zone and try something new this week. Then report back in the forums. Oh, I yeah. want to see. I want to see how people are having their experiences with that, because mm-hmm. it's just it's it's amazing to just start reading something that's outside of your usual, you know, the usual stuff that you read. Right. Right. So I think it's really really cool. Cool. Well, I learned that sometimes you have to step away from something that's not working mm-hmm. and work on something else. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating to feel like you're just spinning your wheels. So. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, you know with a particular project so I right. find that mm-hmm. if I set it aside and pick up something else something mm-hmm. new something very different right. nine times out of ten um, you know the fix will come to me for the project that I've been having trouble with right right, right. if you just I think it's just to take the pressure off yourself yeah you know when you're sitting there and you're like I have to I have to answer I have to fix mm-hmm. this I have to fix this you know you can't get it and then it gets very frustrating but your whole mind is focused on that when you start doing something else that's why I think um, like hobbies like knitting and you know things that are repetitive a lot of people when they exercise I don't know there are people out there they run mm-hmm. you know they exercise <laughs> I don't know some people do I've heard tell of this kind of activity I don't really do it that much, but um, but th- th- that's the kind of thing that will kind of open that up for you, mm-hmm. you know, so that's very, very cool. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up this block. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move 
A Dance with Danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tonight is dealing with normal people. Yes. All the nine <laughs> writers who just don't seem to get what we do or how we do it or why. <laughs> yeah, mostly the why. Mostly the why. <laughs> like I said, normal people. Mm. Um, now, this is an important discussion because once you decide to become a writer, something happens to you that's just different from other pastimes and careers and, you know, hobbies, however you mm-hmm. choose to look at it, just you, you, you change. Your whole perspective on the whole world shifts and you just see things differently. There are potential stories everywhere, potential characters, and no matter where you are, your workspace is always with you because it's your brain. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you'll suddenly stare off into space, have no idea what the person speaking to you just said. Your whole oh, yeah. approach to life just gets, you know, weird. Yeah. I mean, I I will do that. I'll be in my mm-hmm. head in a story. My husband will say something to me, and I'll just right. be like, and then he'll and then he'll say, "I told you." I'm like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> and then get into the whole thing because he's normal. He remembers. Yeah, I don't exactly. Okay. See, my my favorite thing is that I actually agree to stuff mm-hmm. that I did I don't mean. Yeah. You know, like I'll just say, just yeah, to get yeah, rid of them. Yeah, exactly. Just and to then get I'll rid be of like, them. Wait, what? What did I just say to you? <laughs> just to <laughs> like get them out of your office. Exactly. Jeez. It happens all the time. The kids are like, "But you said we could jump off the roof," and I'm like, "No, I don't think I did. <laughs> did I really say that?" Oh God. So, okay. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard for us to deal with normal people, and right. sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for normal people to deal with us. Yes. Yeah. So that. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're going to talk about that a bit. All right. All right. So let's start by talking about how to handle the casual relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, casual friends, associates, acquaintances, people you meet at parties. Mm -hmm. Now, before I get started here, there's one point I want to make, which is very important when dealing with anyone, writer or non-writer. You have to remember, and this is in every situation, I'm telling you this is the truth, that 90% of what people say to you isn't about you. It's about them. Mm. Once you understand this, your life gets a whole lot easier. So when people say things that insult you or make you angry, just remember, it's just words. Most of them don't mean anything. And even when they do, I mean, it's really their problem, not yours. So if you're going to be a writer, you're going to be reviewed, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be insulted and misunderstood at least 10 times a day, (laughs) you know? So once you accept that and determine to give everybody the benefit of the doubt or a wide enough berth to keep their toxic crap away from getting on you, then, you know, your life's going to get exponentially easier. Mm-hmm. And on that cheerful note, let's get started. <laughs> Everything's going to be miserable once you start writing. <laughs> and the really sad part is once yeah. you start writing, you can mm-hmm. never go back. It's it. I know. It's like being a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> Once you go on there, it's done, baby. It's done. Yep, yes. yep. You're never going back. <laughs> Apologies to Virgin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can always tell when I say something you're uncomfortable with because you get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've separated your more casual encounters to a few basic categories, mm-hmm. starting with. The clueless ones. Ha! Yes. They are the ones that think that writers make tons of money and wonder why you have to work a day job when you're making tons of money. <laughs> why are you here? 
You're a writer. You shouldn't have to work. Right. Right. (laughs) This is how they mean well. Mm -hmm. Okay. These people are just trying to make small talk. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they really don't care much about what you do. (laughs) They'll ask questions like, so is writing as easy as it looks? Or do you know Stephen King? Or, oh, you write romance? How does it feel to write trash? Oh, yeah. Someone I know actually got asked that once, hand to God. Mm -hmm. I actually, very close to something like that, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. So how do you deal with them? The natural reaction to these people is to get annoyed by their extreme stupidity. Mm -hmm. And you'd you'd have a right. Mm -hmm. But just because you'd be right to dump your shrimp cocktail over their heads doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Why? Because number one, they're not family. (laughs) Right. Only dump shrimp cocktail on family. Exactly. (laughs) And just because they don't know what they're doing, they don't know what they're saying, and they'll be lucky to make it home that night without help. (laughs) Usually these people are the newbies. You know Mm -hmm. how there are old souls out there that seem so wise and intuitive? Well, the newbies are the opposite. They're fresh (laughs) off the turnip truck. This is their first rodeo. Anything you say will go in one year and out the other. So the best thing to do is to ask them something about themselves. And they'll go on for days. They probably won't even notice when you leave. Okay. And I have to stop here and say hi to Elwyn, who sits in the cubby across from me and who listens to the show. I just want to tell him, Elwyn, we're not talking about you. I mean it. I'm not. <laughs> Plus, he had a really bad week at work, oh, so I no. want to make him feel better. So, hi, oh, Elwin. <laughs> poor Elwin. Poor El- hi, Elwin. We love you. Come play in the forums. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, very good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the next category are the helpful ones. Mm. They say, hey, why don't you write a book about this or that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or your uncle or, yeah, hey. you know, yeah. Mm. How they mean well. Um, they're very similar to the clueless, except uh-huh. they think that they're being helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't all writers have writer's block? Here, let me help. <laughs> they just don't understand how it works, and why should they? We're writers, and we barely understand how it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how do we deal with them? Mm. You just say, that's a great idea. You should totally write that. Yeah. And then encourage them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> encourage them. Oh, and also another variation on this are mm. the people who say, I have this great idea, write it, and we'll share the royalties. Yeah. I'll give Love you the idea, and we'll share the royalties. And um, mm-hmm. so that's another one where you're like, you know what, you should really write that. And then there's the other one where um, the story of my life, you need to write the story of oh, my life. Yeah. My life and would make a great book. It really would. I had this woman right. like, like yelling at me one day, you wouldn't I believe know. what I've been through. It's like, um, you know what? It's called life. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would believe it, actually. You write it. Um, you know. But uh, but in that case, you know, you just tell them that, you know, it's their story, that mm-hmm. the best person to write their story is them, and you just kind of, you know, kindly put them off. Yes. And you then know, run. Kinda encourage run. them to write it and then hide in the bathroom for mm-hmm. the rest of the night. <laughs> exactly. There are the nosy ones. They oh, ask yes. how much money you make writing and expect you to answer them. <laughs> and I think it's because they... Writers are such a, a rare breed that right. they don't think that that question is out of the realm. You know, uh, is is uh, there's anything right. the, wrong the, with the asking us? Exactly. The same rules don't apply. Exactly. The same rules don't apply to us as mm-hmm. apply to everybody else. Right. Because I think that 
people see writers as, especially, you know, if you're published and they can go to Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and pick your book, yeah. then they think you're famous. Mm-hmm. And that you're a public you know? figure. Too, right, exactly. So. That you're a public figure, so it's yeah. all it's all kind of mm-hmm. out there. So yeah. how the nosy ones mean well, mm. um, you know, I honestly, I, I don't think that they realize what they're asking. I mean, mm. I think with these people, just naked curiosity <laughs> takes over, <laughs> you know, and they expect that you're a famous millionaire. So, of course, you'd want to talk about your money and how rich and wealthy you are, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I generally, you know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt as much mm. as possible because it's unbelievably rude to walk oh. up to anybody. I mean, when I'm online <laughs> getting know. groceries at Wegmans, I'm not like, so how much do you make? You know? <laughs> I know. Jeez. I mean, I think, like, I don't ask people how much they make because, you know what? None of my business. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. think that, you know, I think that these people, honestly, they just, like, uh, as, if you're a writer, if you're an actor, if you're in one of the – and I swear to God, this is what they call them. And it, it, it's it's shamelessly ironic and funny when you think about it in terms of writing, but they call it glamour professions. Mm. You know, actors, <laughs> music. Yes, exactly. How hilarious is that? But actually writing is a quote-unquote glamour profession ah. in, that, in that there's, like, this sheen of, of glitter? illusion. Glitter? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. There's glitter. It's oh. like glittery hoo-ha. Totally different discussion. <laughs> we'll do a thing on that later. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's just like the, they just think that you have this – you just live by different rules mm-hmm. than um, than everybody else. So, right, right. So, know, I, so how to handle them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you will want to come back with, well, how much do you make? But we don't recommend that. Right. Mm-hmm. For one thing, they're not family. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and there's no need to be defensive, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it really doesn't matter. What right. matters is your personal zen. Mm-hmm. So just tell them politely that you don't discuss money with people and then ask them something about themselves. (laughs) Really, nine times out of ten, when you want to get out of something, just ask somebody something about themselves. Most people cannot talk about themselves enough. So, right. I mean, listen to me, Alani. An hour. Yeah. (laughs) Or more. (laughs) Every week, we're like, la, 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 la. It's us. It's our show. I mean, we we created a whole damn show just so we could talk about us, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, honestly, seriously, any any awkward social situation, be it writing-related or not, anytime you want to get out of it, be like, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, or where'd you get your hair done? It looks lovely. Yeah. I mean, anything, you just ask them, any, what's your favorite color? Yeah. If you're really desperate. I mean, anything. Yeah. You ask people anything about themselves, they love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, here's one of my favorites. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> the intellectual ones. Yes. They say, oh, I don't read those kinds of books. Okay, and how they mean well, they don't. But <laughs> as usual, this has nothing to do with you. It has to do mm-hmm. with their intellectual insecurity, the fact mm-hmm. that they're not confident enough in their own intelligence to read or to mm-hmm. own up reading anything that hasn't been stamped as acceptable by someone they see as more intelligent than them. Really, it is that simple. It, it really is. You know, yes. It really is. So how do you handle them? Yeah. Well, you may think, because they don't mean well, that this will give you a chance to unload and dump your shrimp cocktail on their head. <laughs> but no. <laughs> These are people who have so little faith in themselves and their own ability to think that they have to take you down in mm-hmm. order to feel better. I mean, this is sad. And mm-hmm. taking them down, as much fun as it might be, mm-hmm. is really going to be counterproductive. Mm-hmm. If you challenge them, they're only going to get more defensive. And you can't take them down a notch. They're already, you know, pretty low. 
You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you if you don't have enough faith in your own intelligence to be able to come up with something like, I don't read those books. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So when they say, I don't read those books, I mm-hmm. mean, you just smile and say, really? Oh, you should. They're fabulous celebration of the sacred feminine. Because you know what? They are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then ask them something about themselves. <laughs> I actually, this is actually from personal experience. Right. <laughs> I actually had somebody say that, and I couldn't help it, but I burst out laughing. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was but so ridiculous. So I mean, the second, like, these are the people that the Wait. second you say anything to them, they're going to, they're, their hackles are going to go up. Oh, they're yeah. never going to hear anything. They're going to get completely defensive. And oh, then yeah. you've just lost the opportunity to, to, to reach somebody and get them I mean mm. how insecure do you have to be to say that to the author right to their oh, I, to say I, that just, to the author I know you know so, and I mean and these it are will people happen. that really honestly it will you know, happen to yeah. you it will happen to you you have yeah. to learn how to handle it yeah and uh, I probably shouldn't have laughed but it was just a knee-jerk you can't help reaction it. you get that I know it was I know. so ridiculous I, it was I it cracked me up so yeah it's, it's, and, uh, and it's in really the end hard. I mm-hmm. still get my revenge okay <laughs> Because we get to be us and they get to be them. You know, and I think that that's pretty much victory. But, yes. you know, I mean, the thing is that it's one of the things that's really hard is that when, when you write books, you know, romance books or women's books, I'm sorry, I'm not big feminist. I'm not mm. big on the whole, oh, you know, everybody's anti-women, misogynistic, whatever. But I'm sorry. But, you know, men's books, the horror genre, mm-hmm. the thriller genre, they do not take on near the amount of crap oh, no. that we take on. No. And the only difference is because what we're, you know talking about our emotions and you know and feminine community and all these kinds of things that really celebrate that which is female Mm -hmm. and people have no respect for that and you know and that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to get all political about it you know but I'm just saying Mm -hmm. all right so now we've covered the basics in casual relationships Mm -hmm. let's talk about relationships that really matter Mm -hmm. close friends and family Mm-hmm. These are the friendships that can be the biggest blessing or the biggest pain in the ass. <laughs> right. Sam said ass. Yeah, well, you wrote it, so I didn't. I, <laughs> I couldn't so I come was up with to something see if you'd else. actually say, yeah. you couldn't say but. I thought you were going to say but. I couldn't think that fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these little things that get me I through know. the day. Yay. Sam will be on a different podcast going, you know those small people who make you curse? <laughs> okay, anyway. So let's get started with the one relationship that will affect your writing the most, the husband or significant other. Yes, husband okay. or wife. Or wife yes. or significant other, you mm-hmm. know, depending on, uh, 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 you know, that relationship, yes. that person. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I myself, honestly, have been unbelievably lucky in this way because fish could not possibly be more supportive of what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's delusional. He thinks I'm his, you know, lottery ticket, quote-unquote. <laughs> Although, actually, that's kind of true, though, because most lottery tickets are just pissing money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just pissing money right down the drain. And you and have just me. about the same chances of hitting Exactly, it big. the same chances of paying <laughs> off, right, exactly. <laughs> so, actually, that's a pretty accurate <laughs> description of, uh, of me, but still. You know, however, uh, having talked to a lot of writers, I will say that the husband, wife, or significant other is often the relationship that will most often get in the way of your writing or Mm. that you will use as an excuse to get in the way of your writing. I've had Mm. a few people who are like, oh, no, my husband wants his dinner at 5 o'clock. And I'm like, well, you know, your husband can learn to function a microwave. (laughs) If he can drive a car, he can work a microwave. 
So um, I actually had that discussion with somebody who did not want to hear it. But anyway, so, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is that if you take a step back, you know, them getting in the way is kind of understandable. I mean, it's not right, but mm. it's understandable because it's the significant other who really has the most to lose. I mean, your time, your attention, what you used to do for them, you know, like cooking them dinner every day at five o'clock. <laughs> um, you know, what you used to do for them or around the house or whatever. I mean, that's all out the window now. It's mm-hmm. a whole different ball game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. This is the one that will kill you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not your spouse. I right. mean, kill the muse. <laughs> By your spouse. God willing, your yes. spouse won't be killing you. you know, like, if that's a problem, then you need a different podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. And a different spouse. Um, right. So it's kind of like, you know, but it's kind of like secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm, they can mm-hmm. kill your muse that way. Right. Um, when I announced to my husband one day that I wanted to write fiction, mm-hmm. he just looked at me and said, why? <laughs> Not that he had anything against writers, but the idea right. of me writing just kind of came out of the blue. All right. Especially mm-hmm. since I'm in information technology. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're talking, uh-huh. you know, different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say he's been very supportive, even if he doesn't get it. And oh, I good. think, yeah, I think one of the things is, is that he's always told me, he said, whenever you make up your mind that you're going to achieve something, you always do. And you it's know, something that's exactly he respects. What Fish said to me. Yes, that he respects that. That is exactly that. what he said to me. Yes. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are cool. good men. Yeah. They really are. Yep. All right. So next on our list of close relationships that totally screw up your writing are the kids. Um, now, depending on how young your kids are, uh, this is going to be a different experience. I mean, I started writing with Sweetness was three and Light was one. I can't mm, believe that. You I know? can't believe it either. Oh, my God. I can tell you it has not been easy. When they're that young, I mean, they need your attention and they need mm. it now. I mean, they don't understand that you're writing or what that means. This has nothing to do with writing. It's just mm-hmm. basic survival. I mean, they just need your attention. <laughs> You know, however, during those years, there is a precious thing called nap time. (laughs) Enforce it like you're running a gulag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started, I mean, literally, it was uh, just after, NaNoWriMo was just after uh, Light's one first birthday. Mm -hmm. So she just turned one, you know. And I remember during that time, I wrote during nap time, and I wrote after they went to bed at night. And I put them to bed at 7 o'clock. I firmly believe in early bedtimes. None of the staying up till 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah. My kids. None of the staying up until 9. My kids have had Mm -hmm. a 7 o'clock bedtime. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, now they go to bed at 7 o'clock, and then they can keep their lights on in their rooms until 8 o'clock, but yeah. then they go to bed. Because I really think that it's it's vitally important that kids, you know, get their sleep. Yes. And this is just my personal thing. Plus, I need my sanity. The more mm-hmm. sane I am, the better I am for them. So they that's go right. to bed at 7 o'clock, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of thing that you really got to stick to. And you'll mm-hmm. find that you can write during those, during yes. those times when they're sleeping. Uh, so. I think it is really about discipline, especially when mm-hmm. your children are young I started when my son was three and my daughter was six Mm -hmm. and I was working four days a week Mm. luckily god yeah luckily I was younger then and sleep didn't (laughs) hold the appeal it does now (laughs) so I would work all day I'd Mm -hmm. take care of the kids until bedtime and then I would write for a couple hours every night right for years Mm. I did this so I was able to do it but it wasn't easy and I Mm -hmm. really really had to structure my time right now Mm -hmm. they are 14 and 16 and most of the time they don't want to hang out with me anyway (laughs) I'm the one going to their rooms and knocking Mm -hmm. on the door and saying hey I'm home come say (laughs) hi to your mom you know Uh, but that said they're both wonderfully supportive and very proud of me which is really sweet yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
All right. So next up are the relatives. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Now, this pretty much can run the gamut from supportive <laughs> to horrified. Right. This particular demographic will uh, certainly wreak havoc with your writing. One yeah. of the reasons is, is mm -hmm. it sometimes will pit you against your significant other because oh, really? of the relationships in the family. Uh-huh. So um, you can't say anything to your relatives for, mm -hmm. you know, because you might actually Oh, because you're talking it. about in-laws. Yes, yes. In-laws or aunts or uncles. Depends how yeah. close your family is, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. with these people, they are family. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you can dump the cocktail <laughs> in their head? <laughs> However, the point you were making before kind of sounded like that's well, where you were going. That was that was more for uh, the cocktail is really reserved mm -hmm. really for the spouse of the kids. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, people in your house who kind of get yeah. it. Um, it. But your relatives are a little tough too. Mm -hmm. Do you have to kind of treat them like you would strangers <laughs> with the same amount of decorum? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And try yes. not to take anything personally. I mean. You yeah. know, like uh, my mother-in-law, God mm -hmm. bless her. And I, I will tell you right now, I love my mother-in-law. She's one of my best friends. She's mm -hmm. one of my favorite people to be around. She's coming in to see us later in the month, and I can't wait to see her. I mean, I mm -hmm. really do. I love my mother-in-law. I talk to her more than my husband does, which is really <laughs> kind of sad. Um, but my mother-in-law, one of the times when we talked recently, she said... Um, you know, I was going, and they're very, very strict, staunch uh -huh. Catholics, you know, and yeah. um, she's like, you know, and I was reading Little Ray of Sunshine, and you didn't even have, like, you know, kissing until, like, page 245. Why can't the rest of your books be that way? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, honey, you know, it is what it is. And I mean, yeah. the thing is that I love her, and, like, the fact is, is that she's coming to me from a perspective that is very specifically her own, which mm -hmm. is, you know, it's a very, she was, you know, they converted to Catholicism when she was in her 40s, you know, and when yeah. you convert to any religion later in your life, you're, you're very dedicated to it because mm -hmm. as an adult, you've made that choice, you know? Right. And um, so, you know, she's extremely conservative and mm -hmm. just like the sex scenes in the books and the cursing in the mm -hmm. books, you know, she doesn't judge me for them at all. She's amazing. Right. You know, but I mean, they, I, I think they make her a little uncomfortable. Right. You know, I think that she just would well, wish that I could not put that stuff in there. I've and if the, got... you know, books would be just as good without it. I think that's what she thinks. So. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got, I'm Catholic, and mm -hmm. I've got Catholics, and I'm completely surrounded. Okay, apologies to Catholics. We're not saying anything bad about Catholics. <laughs> no, I love Catholics. I'm Catholics. I, I know. Care. I love Catholics. I'm not Catholic, but I love them. So, But, um, I, but yeah. I also get that from mm -hmm. a variety of places. You know, right. that kind mm -hmm. of, you know. Uh, There's just that slight, like, they're like, why yeah. can't you just yes. not put that exactly. in Exactly, exactly. Know? And those you have to kind of handle diplomatically because it is family and you don't really want to start a war And you have over to realize it. it's not also, worth you it. you can't take this stuff personally, too. Yeah. I mean, my mother-in-law is a wonderful woman and she mm -hmm. loves me like I was one of her own kids. I mean, she's yeah. known me since I was 22, you know, and she has been beyond good to me. So, you know, when she says stuff like that, like, I know where her heart is mm -hmm. you know and I know that so I didn't even get offended I thought it was kind of funny yeah. <laughs> you know and I feel bad I feel bad because she's so proud of me I mean mm -hmm. these are people who are very intellectual mm -hmm. and they're very educated and they read Flannery O'Connor and they read like you know but she reads every single one of my books mm -hmm. and takes the time to tell me how much she loves them yes and so when she says stuff like that I mean I take everything into account that she That's could right. not be more supportive than she is well she's and I fabulous. think in those relationships you have to remember Remember that there's love there. 
There is. They do genuinely care about you, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they do if they're family, mm-hmm. if they're relatives. Yes. Um, God, God willing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to kind of take those with a grain of salt and smile and move on. Exactly. Ask exactly. them a question mm-hmm. about themselves. Right. How are Ask you them, feeling? You know, and that really does work with yeah. everybody, even mm-hmm. close family. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're discussing family, and then you've got, you know, close friends. Mm-hmm. Which can also be, you know, kind of, uh, kind of tricky, since many of your close friends will be writers who get it, you know. Yeah. And we've already discussed those relationships to death. You know, right. we're not going to go there. We're going to focus mm-hmm. on your close friends who are not writers. Right. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I don't have many friends outside of writers. So <laughs> luckily, I don't have many friends. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is because of writing or I write because I have no friends. Right. <laughs> Chicken, egg, chicken, egg. Regardless, I do have a few very, Mm -hmm. very nice, very Mm -hmm. nice friends. Of course, you know, they're always interested in my writing and they ask Mm -hmm. me about it every time I see them, which isn't Mm -hmm. often, but, you know, then I I reiterate, you know, what's going on and try Mm -hmm. to leave out most of the bad stuff. Um, Right. (laughs) But what I find is that other than kids and writing, we don't have a lot in common anymore. Mm -hmm. Probably because I spend a great deal of time alone. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, the thing is that once you start writing, there's, I mean, there's certain things that you connect with people on, you know, and it can be like, you know, you're both working in a job. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and then when you're not working that job anymore, you don't have that connection or, you know, you both got kids the same age. When the kids stop playing together, you don't have that connection. Like there's always, you know, um, I have the friends that I have that are not writers, you know, are people that I've I've known for a really long time mm-hmm. who are just, you know, um, just people that I've bonded with. And, you know, one of one of my really good friends is a friend that I had from when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> and I get on the phone with her and I don't know what happens. We just get completely insane and giggly, which is a really great time, <laughs> you know, and she's so excited about the writing and she's so, you know, happy about everything and she can't wait to see me. But, you know, I mean, it's it's. You just have to connect on whatever it is that you originally connected on. And if that doesn't exist anymore, then you kind of have to accept that. I mean, sometimes you try to keep a friendship going because you really do genuinely like them. But if you don't have anything in common anymore... Mm. You know, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to keep that going. So. And it is also hard for them, I think, to accept mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes, you know, they may blame it on the writing. Say, mm-hmm. you know, you're spending too much, you know, so much time writing. Don't you want to do something else? Exactly. You know, uh, what mm-hmm. I think they don't understand is, is how much time writing right. takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a major, major time suck. And you and have to prioritize you your life. It, it just yeah. changes the way your mind works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's only other writers that can right. uh, really understand that. Although, you know, I have to say that it kind of separates the friends that you're friends with because you have a certain something in common mm-hmm. and the friends that you're friends with because you just genuinely love each other. Right. You know, and no matter what, like, you know, my right. girlfriend, we met when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the oldest friend that I've got. And to this day, I get on the phone with her and I'm just like, la, 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 la. And <laughs> I don't, it's just talking to her is pure joy. You know, that There's amazes me. In that. She doesn't have... write. She doesn't do any of the stuff that I do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I have no friends from uh-huh. uh from like college back mm-hmm. nothing no she's none. the only one she's the yeah. only one i have and yeah. um and i just i think that it's uh, mm. she's just a godsend she's yeah. just she's one of those people that it doesn't matter and you know and the thing is that you would think after and we grow up we live completely different lives you know mm-hmm. totally we have 
almost nothing in common mm-hmm. <laughs> except that this but there is something about her that she is just a a soul that brings me joy i speak to her on the phone and she is pure joy to me and there's no real reason for it except you know some mm-hmm. people are soulmates some people yeah. are you know and i, I believe in that i honestly yeah. do i believe there are some people like you're one for mm-hmm. me you know mm-hmm. that you just you've known for many lives and you know this sounds crazy here we are talking about catholics now i'm talking <laughs> about you know reincarnation but you know what i'm saying like there are some people that you're just connected to and it yes. doesn't matter like i think if you and i both stopped writing we went in completely different directions uh-huh. i don't think we would ever i think you would always be pure joy for me absolutely you know i mean you're just one we of would those be, people yeah yeah exactly yeah, we would so, still be friends so it wouldn't matter right, so right. so, there's some so your friends that like that. Mm-hmm. yeah so those friends you're gonna keep the other ones mm-hmm. you're probably gonna pass through like you do everything right. you know any other any other mm-hmm. friend in your life so mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. just kind of cross paths and right. that'll be it mm-hmm. And I think the final thing we want to talk about is the ways they can hurt you and how to handle them. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and this can be anybody. This can be somebody who's close to you. These are the people who are going to hurt you. You know, the people who are the closest to you are the ones that are really going to hurt. All right. Right. One of the um, things you may hear is you spend too much time writing and not enough time with us. This is usually followed by much whining. (laughs) generally going to yeah. be family mm-hmm. and 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 how you handle this and this is almost uh more of a cultural shock to them that right. you are actually a person who has the right mm-hmm. to be happy mm-hmm. and to do what you want to do right and this is the kind of like the people who are going to say this mm-hmm. are the kind of people who are going to resent anything that you do that's right that takes you away from them exactly you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, another one I've heard is, are you having an online affair? Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Yes, really. Um, because oh because you spend so much time writing and you're and sitting you're at your computer, computer and, and yeah. automatically think you can't possibly be doing anything productive, mm-hmm. that you will get that. <laughs> In which case, if you are if you get that kind of line, then you got bigger problems than we can help you with. Exactly, exactly. If, yeah. if, some, you know, if, if your significant other is concerned that you're having an online affair, Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. then you need to start seeing somebody because I have to tell you, Fish, mm. A, it never even occurred to me that he would think that. Yeah. And B, has never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, I mean, we, you know, I don't know, we... We have like crazy trust, though. Yeah. I mean, we just know. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, and, <laughs> you know. and my husband has never even said anything to me. I mean, I would kill him. Oh, right. be like, what are you? Like, what, what do you, you think cr- I'm are you doing? Smoking crack? What are you doing <laughs> exactly? You know that yeah. I would ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever do that. Yeah. But um, but that's right. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that mm-hmm. I think would indicate a certain level of insecurity in Absolutely. the relationship that needs and to again, be addressed. That has nothing to not- do with being a writer. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it also has nothing to do with you. So again, again, I'm telling you, ninety percent of what people say to you has nothing to do with right, you. Right, It's all about them. The next one is one of my favorites. Your books don't have <laughs> sex in them, do they? Again, not about you. It is about exactly. them. It's about them and their, you know, their yeah. hangups with sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. In which case, you know, just tell them. Just be like, yes, they do, and you yeah. may want to. I mean, I tell yeah, you like can skip everybody those chapter or that it page. It disturbs if you me want. when people yeah. tell me that their kids are reading my books. Like, <laughs> Because I want kids to learn about sex on the bus the way that God intended. That's you know, right. like and not for me, sex and cursing. Yeah. Um, because those yeah. are the things that I do a lot of in my books. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh I don't know. I mean that's just one like when people let their kids read my books. But at the same time, 
you let your kids, I mean, sheltering your kids from stuff isn't, you know, if you're there to talk to them about it, and, mm-hmm. you know, and you're there as a parent, then that's totally cool. I just don't want to mm. know about it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I got my own hangups. <laughs> my as daughter as adults is 16, reading my books? Yeah, 16 oh, and a half. Has she she will read not... any of your books? No. I told her when she was 18, she could read them. Period. See, that's I don't want my kids that's reading my, role. my books ever because it's like my... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll deal with it. They're so yeah. young right now that yeah. I can't. Oh, you got time. When they're older, I think I could probably. It, it'll deal be fine. The idea of them reading it when they're eighteen, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Do you so want to read next? the next one? Or do oh, do? Um, let me see. If you wrote, insert your favorite genre here, you'd be rich by now. Yeah. That's always <laughs> a fun one. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's stuff like that. I think that people who say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, or they're just making small talk or trying to be helpful. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think yeah. all those it could be family too, before. though. I mean, I you know, you can get this from a relative too. Yeah, but again, I, I mean, think I it's, think... like, it's just people talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do people talk about stuff they know nothing about? Oh, I mean, pff, family all the time. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> I do it. Who am I throwing <laughs> stones at? I got a big glass house here. I mean, you know, when you're when you're chit chatting with people and you're like, oh, well, you could do that, 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 yeah. and you don't think about the ways in which that can be taken and mm-hmm. I think that you know you just uh, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt as mm-hmm. much as possible you have to not well, take things personally I think one one thing to say again and this uh-huh. is the, from them this has nothing to do with you is just to tell right. them I write what makes me happy and just right. try yeah. to stick with that so yeah right. you know and just be like you know well, I love what I do and mm-hmm. that you know focus on the things that you're really happy about because mm-hmm. if they're saying stuff like that it's probably because they sense that you're you know stressed or unhappy about what yeah. it is that you're doing because let's face it publishing yeah. will make you unhappy writing uh, is a joy yeah publishing will make you freaking Nuts. insane yeah. yeah so um okay yeah all right so that's good all right the next one I have is it's just a hobby or a phase or whatever you know and try to belittle your writing right. when it when it means so much to you and that which can case, hurt I just well you know honestly I don't know yeah. I mean again if you realize it's about them mm-hmm. you know that what they're saying has nothing to do with you that they're not even thinking about you they're just mm-hmm. you know coming up with stuff like it's just a hobby be like you know it's it doesn't matter. It yeah. really doesn't matter if they think it's a It hobby. makes me happy. It is what it is to you, and you're yes. enjoying it, and you're having a good time with it. So, honestly, most of the stuff, you just smile and nod mm-hmm. and ask them what their favorite color is. I mean, yeah. seriously, you get them talking about themselves. When they start saying stupid stuff like this, you just get them talking about themselves. And, and also, I mean, I think a thing that's, that's really important and that actually is a selfish act is forgiveness. Mm. You forgive them yeah. immediately, and you don't think about it, and you don't stew on it, and you don't mm-hmm. go home and be like, "Oh my God, Aunt Bertha was such a bitch." You know, I mean, you don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we apologize. That's a bad word. Anyway, um, I was going to apologize to Aunt Bertha, but go. Aunt Bertha. I actually don't have an Aunt Bertha. All I don't my either. Aunts are lovely. Um, but I mean, like you know, like if you if you hear these things and they stay with you and you, you know, sit there and stew over them, even if you handle them well, mm. even if you say, yes, yes, that's lovely. What's your favorite freaking color? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you need to let it go and you need yeah. to not stew over. I mean, there are things mm-hmm. that people have said to me. Honestly, there are a couple of things, a couple of people have said to me that I still think about. Mm. And it's just wrong. It's just a waste of time. You need to forgive them and forget about it because that actually is a gift you give yourself because these people, when they say stuff like that, they're just saying it because it's what 
is in their head or whatever, and they don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on, and they don't have to. That's right. not their job to understand you and your life. Well, and you the thing don't is, understand them and their life. You yeah. Know? Well, and the thing is, it's not about them. It isn't it's about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not about you. It's about yeah. that. Well, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what I'm saying is when you look at it, you know, do what makes you happy. Right, you know, right, right. Whatever right, right. their mm-hmm. hangups are, whatever their problems are, that's it's their problem. problem. Exactly. Yes. It is not your problem. It's yes. not your negativity. Yes. It's not anything that has anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to be gracious in those mm-hmm. situations because you just let it go. Yeah. You know? Now, mm-hmm. it, and, and the thing is, if you're a writer, mm-hmm. you're going to write no matter what. Right. So everyone may as well get used to the idea. The sooner you come out of the closet right. and make it clear, <laughs> the happier you and they will be. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Have we just, like, beat that to death or what? I think we've exhausted the topic. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> if you guys have questions, hit the forums. We'll oh, yeah. answer them there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have earned ourselves a little more wine. We will so. be right back. All righty then. Emmy James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now, wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks for coming back with us. <laughs> I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Ritz. She said, way too much to drink is- tonight. <laughs> And this is Will Wright for Wine. Jeez. Want to win some great prizes for you or your favorite four-legged critter? I really do. Can you tell me how? (laughs) (laughs) Head on down to willwrightforwine.com and give us some feedback. See, this is funnier if you hear how I screwed up the first D-block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're like arguing over the... Okay. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. (laughs) Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. See, this isn't funny for them because they don't know how I screwed up the first one. All right, at the end of the month, we'll pull Nate out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yay! Yay! For April, we have a Will Write for Wine journal and a pair of Lonnie's Magic Creativity Yay. Socks knitted just mm-hmm. for you. And the winner was Wendy yes. with an I from the forums, whose email address starts with Bowie, yes. B-O-W-I-E, mm-hmm. just to make sure you're the right Wendy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, yeah. mm-hmm. Wendy. Email me and I'll Yay. get your specs and start working on those socks. <laughs> Lucky you, Wendy. <laughs> I promise to be sober when I do it, if that helps you at all. 
<laughs> she'll have one sock that like goes up to her knee. <laughs> The other one will be, be like, like too little, wide or fall off her be foot. Like those petty, you know, those little petty socks they give no, you when you I'm try good. on shoes at the store. No, okay. I'm really good at these socks. <laughs> Just ask around. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's probably like, I'm oh, not sure it. I want to win that prize. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for May, we have an official Will Write for Wine refrigerator magnet Yay. and a signed copy of Will Write for Wine's BFF, Adrian Pierce, <gasps> Small Fire How CD. Is she? I know, I know. Mm-hmm. To enter, it's easy peasy. <laughs> Just get active on the forums or send us email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website. We'll announce the winner on our first May show. So send in your comments and suggestions. <laughs> <now>. Suggestions. <laughs> Up next, we have the. Uh oh. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> oh man, that was our worst one ever. Weekly weigh in. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. I'm going to electrocute <laughs> myself. And tears are just running down my face. Oh, man. I can see it now. Yeah, Podcaster electrocutes self during podcast. Okay. <laughs> will be the cautionary tale for all the other podcasts <laughs> that think they're funny. Be the poster child right, for exactly. safety, exactly. podcasting safety. <laughs> podcasting all right. safety. <laughs> so, Lottie, how'd you do this week? Well, this week I hit my goal of not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. My goal was to do nothing. They say to set goals you could achieve, and that's exactly what I did. So, yay me! All right. <laughs> I almost started writing a couple of times, though. <laughs> Not sure oh. how much longer I can hold it yeah. off, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you got to be careful uh, with that. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. did you do? <laughs> You're just going to shame I... me, aren't you? <laughs> You're going to be like, I rebuilt the entire world. <laughs> you know, what did you do? I edited 127 yeah, pages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of chapters and the synopsis. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention last week all the business writing oh, stuff I that. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, I printed out labels for reviewers and booksellers for my ARCs. You still and I packed, do that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I packaged God, them so up good. and mailed them out. Mm-hmm. I also printed labels for my postcard ma- mailings that I designed my postcards and oh, ordered and them online. Oh, and those postcards are fabulous. Aren't they cool looking? I really surprise, like them. the Whiffers. <laughs> really oh, cool. that's a good idea. Send oh. us your address, Whiffers. We'll I, send them to you. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you advertising. Okay. Right. They're really cool, though. They're very well done. It's a good example of, of the kind of things that you can do with your postcards and stuff. So if you have some extras, yes. if whiffers want them, they should see them. They're really good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Now it's time for a killer word. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, then we've got stuff in there from scripts past that we don't need. So play along, amaze oh, okay. your friends. There we go. <laughs> All right. So yours is first. Okay. Oh, am I giving it to you first? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, mine comes from Jen in Texas. Hey, Jen. Yay, Jen. Okay, the word is... Magigraphia. What? All right. Magigraphia. Magigraphia? Uh-huh. Magigraphia. M-A-J-I-G-R-A-F-I-A? P-H-I-A? <laughs> No. Yes. <laughs> Magigraphia, the writing of the magi, the like the wise oh, magical you know, people. You're very close. 
It's writing. You're very right, close. Graphia. Yes. Mm, okay. Something. Yes. Uh, it's actually spelled M-O-G-I-G-A. M-O-G-I-G-R-A-P-H-I-A. Which was close to what you said. No, it wasn't really that close. <laughs> you had said, no, not really. Um, <clears throat> it's a noun, uh-huh. and it means writer's cramp. No way! <laughs> Isn't that great? You know what is absolutely sad? What? Is that Stacy sent me that word. <gasps> no! Yes, she did. And I didn't put it together until just right now. But she did. She sent me a word because Stacy, everybody knows Stacy, and I keep telling her to come on the forums so that everybody knows she is. But Stacy is my source of all words, mm. and she sent me that one. And you know what's funny is I saw it, and I saw writer's cramp, and I thought that's such a great word, and I'm totally going to use it. Isn't it a great word? I yeah. didn't use it tonight, but. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't have been cool if I had, because I would have pronounced it right. That would have been cool. Um, and yeah. then I would have gotten it right next. I know. So go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> That's very, very good. How can I not? I wonder if it's and ever going to happen that really we're going to end up with the same though, word. What's really sad, though, is that she sent mm. me that word, and I saw it, and mm. still didn't get the word. <laughs> That's how sad this is. That and my Sauvignon Blanc, which was really, really good. Well, I've had a little too much of it Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to say that I'm out of killer words, so please, I need help. Yes, yes, yes. Please, please send me I've to Sam. I've got loads of them. Yes, I have like none. So Sam at willrayforwine.com, <laughs> She's please. desperate. Send her words. I'm desperate. Stacy is yeah. hooking me up, man. She's got some kind of weird <laughs> dictionary that has like a whole bunch of stuff in it. Anyway, okay. So mine tonight, mm-hmm. if you're ready. I'm All ready. Right. Is maledictophobia. <laughs> oh, Are you <boy>. ready? <laughs> maledictophobia. I'm I'm a little afraid what the meaning of this means. <laughs> um <laughs> I didn't think about that until just right now, but fear not. Okay, M-A-L-I-D-I-C-T-I-P-H-O-B-I-A. You're so close. Uh, You're so close. M-A-L-E-D-I-C-T-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. But you're only two letters off. Okay. I think it is fear of the mailman. (gasps) (laughs) So close. No way. You're so close. No. Maledictophobia Uh is a fear of bad words. (laughs) How cool is that? (laughs) That is cool. (laughs) I love that. It's a fear of bad words, which if you have, Mm -hmm. you should maybe not read my books. Um, Yes. Yes. Or mine. Full of bad words. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you, Stacy, for providing me with that fabulous word. Isn't that cool? It is cool. I like it. I can't believe somebody gave you writer's cramp. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. I can't believe I actually had that in the list that Stacey gave me and did not recognize it. How sad is that? Oh, my brain. All right. Well, anyway. All right. I think we're good. It's time for a refill. Mm-hmm. We're going to be coming back up on oh, Sam's God verbal sobriety test. Oh, Let me man. just tell you, tonight, better her than me. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from 
Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are. Morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins Well, it's time for Last Call here on Will Write for Wine. Thank you for hanging out with us. Keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or post them in the forum. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. <laughs> and if you're half as confused about writing as we are, you need someone to talk to, so ask us. All right. Send in those questions to feedback at willwriteforwine.com or visit the forums at willwriteforwine.com forward slash forum. There's a special topic out there just for questions. Plus, you never know, we might just have the answer. Right. Stranger <laughs> things have happened. <laughs> if not, we'll make something up. All right. So now we are down to the e-block verbal sobriety test mm-hmm. and i believe that i miraculously uh-huh through pure chance <laughs> actually got my question right because <laughs> i don't know crap about wine um but you kind of fell by the wayside there mm-hmm. so uh now you you have to read from jabberwocky yeah yeah <laughs> you ready right twas brillig and the slitzy tolls did gyre and gimble in the wave all mimsy were the burrogoves and the mom race outgrave <laughs> although you know from jabberwocky uh-huh you could say anything <laughs> pretty much yeah None of i wasn't real too worried words, anyway <laughs> so who's gonna notice but that was very well done you are Thank obviously you. quite sober tonight yes yes <laughs> well next week's show is our 50th Oh show. my god, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? <laughs> 50, 50 shows. shows. I mean, holy crap. Oh my Who god. thought we'd ever make it that far? I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. so it, it's going to be a 50, sh- uh, 50 ways show. Right, uh, 50 we, ways of what? What did we decide? We, we haven't decided yet. All so. right, we'll do 50 ways of something. Yeah, 50 ways. <laughs> 50 should ways be to really... stretch a podcast much longer than it should have gone. <laughs> All right, so until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money. (laughs) Then write for wine, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Bye. We'll Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com. 
And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. And go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate. Or perhaps Colin first. Mmm. Ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee, and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like to get a cup of coffee.